Welcome to Dating and Other Fucked Up Stories. I'm your host, Rachel Ash. Before I dive right into it, I want to stress that I'm not a psychologist. I am merely like every one of you trying to navigate this mad world of modern dating. If you tuned in thinking this was going to be yet another guide of how to get an emotionally unavailable guy to commit to being your boyfriend, I hate to be the one to burst your unrealistic bubble. No, my darling, this is and will always be dating and other fucked up stories. This podcast is real life, horrifying, yet hilarious dating stories. Perhaps you can learn and apply the knowledge from this fuckery to the benefit of your own dating life, but there's absolutely no guarantee. Here's a disclaimer before we get too involved here. These stories are intended to serve as both insight into the current dating culture among 20 to 40-somethings, as well as a source of entertainment on your busy work commute. None of the details in these stories have been altered. This is purely journalistic. With my own personal flair, of course. If you enjoy this episode today, feel free to send it to a friend in need. If you are listening on Apple, take a moment to write a review. I truly appreciate all of you. You all help keep this podcast alive. If you have any questions or your own fucked up story to share, feel free to slide into my DMs at love Rachel Ash. This is how the game is going to go. To keep the identities of the dates anonymous, they have been given appropriate, I'll bet amusing names. Boys, you only get a name under certain circumstances. Here we go. One, you fucked up. That's pretty self-explanatory. Two. Either you were weird or the date was just unforgettably fucked up or a combination of everything. Three, I liked you. But you ran, so now you get a story. It's possible, but extremely rare for a date to make it to this podcast without meeting this criteria. However, There is always that one-off chance a date exceeds expectations and is spectacular. There are exceptions. May 2020. Can I be honest? I asked. Sure, of course, he replies. I take a deep breath and begin my awkward monologue. There's no connection here. We're not a match. It's a beautiful day, though. And if you want to go ahead and talk to other girls, you're welcome to. Well, I usually give people more time than that, he replied, stunned. You don't feel it? I countered abruptly. He gave me a blank stare. You don't feel there is no connection here, that there's nothing? I can always tell immediately. It's an instinct I have. Well, I came here with you. I'm not going to go talk to other girls. I'll probably just go home. Hey, that's up to you. You don't have to. I'm going to go ahead and uh, pay for my drink. If I was paying for my own drink, then by now you know me well enough to know we had reached the point of no return. I was mentally running from the state. While sitting there, 
anxiously awaiting the bill with my Amex in hand, I began to reflect. I consider myself a patient person. I may not have always been patient, but in my career as an art director, I have been unconsciously conditioned to be so. I was giving this man the benefit of the doubt. I gave him a solid hour. Trust me, that hour felt like eight. And the hours turned to days, the days turned to weeks, and I need a shot right about now. Is that professional of me? Yeah, sure. Whatever it takes. You got any whiskey, Alejandro? Take a shot. All right, let's take a shot. Let's do it. All right, cheers. Woof, yes. <laughs> All right. Now that I've had my shot of whiskey, I'm going to go ahead and put you on the spot, Alejandro. Give us that tasty lick. Let's hear it. All right. That was quite tasty. Guys, this is my producer, Alejandro. No, we've never dated. He has no story here. And he still has his real name. Ladies, he's all yours. This is a good one. Plus, he sings and plays the guitar like no other. All right, back to my catch of the day. The blue skies and the smell of the ocean breeze bring me back. The present moment fades in and my eyes refocus on what is in front of me. Oh, that's right. The five foot two man sitting across from me. <laughs> I wave to usher the waitress over. Yes, she saw me, thank God. And then I say again, I'm going to go ahead and pay for my drink. Do I at least get to throw you in the ocean? He asked in a serious tone. Bewildered, I answered quickly. No. In what world did he actually think I would get half naked in a bathing suit in front of him, given the unusual circumstances? I was ending the date. And he was looking for his consolation prize. I still get to touch you, right? Is really what he was asking. No, you don't get to touch me. That's weird. Why? Are there other guys here you want to talk to? He looked around suspiciously at the other tables. At this point, still anxious, I'm wondering when the waitress will return with my credit card. Listen, it's a great day. We're by the ocean. I'm going to go ahead and enjoy myself, and you should too. Finally, the check arrives. I sign it with a few squiggles and grab my stuff to leave. My date gets up to leave as well, but the waitress stops him and hands him his check to pay. He thought I picked up the cost of his Diet Coke. Nah, bro. I'm already 45 minutes of gasoline invested into this date. You can cover your own Diet Coke. Here's how the story goes. Let's be kind and rewind. By the time I make the 45-minute drive to Delray, it's roughly two o'clock in the afternoon. There is absolutely no parking on A1A or Atlantic Avenue. 
I spend 30 minutes driving around for a parking spot before I call to my date. I ask him if he has some insight into where I can park. He offers to jump into the car and help me find a spot. He sounded cool on the phone, so I had zero hesitation. All right. I drive up to where he is. He opens the door and hops right in. Immediately, I hear my inner voice screaming. This guy looked nothing like his Bumble pictures. He looked like a short, sunburned meth addict. His hair was spiked, and he was wearing sunglasses straight out of an Oakley catalog in 1995. Pretty sure my gym coach from elementary school had these same exact sunglasses. This is not what his Bumble pictures looked like. In the pictures, this guy looked like a solid seven. His vibe screamed California. He had long, blonde, wavy hair and a carefree surfer attitude. This was a juxtaposition to the usual refined, tall, dark, and handsome men I loved to date. Hey, it was a date. I wasn't going to marry this guy. Don't forget, the main objective was a fun day by the beach. I wanted to have fun. Can you imagine being locked up in quarantine with a man you were divorcing? Not fun. I've heard of catfish, but I have never had the opportunity to experience it in all of its splendor. Holy shit. (laughs) I try to make minimal conversation with this guy, but I cannot help myself here. I have to make light of the situation. I don't usually invite strangers into my car. I hope you aren't a serial killer, I say as I nervously laugh and look over at him sitting in my passenger seat. He laughs. And all I can think of is, thank God I'm driving, because I may not have lived to tell this tale, ladies and gentlemen. Then he starts in with the small talk. What about? I I can't really remember exactly. All I remember is thinking, how much further do I have to drive with this guy in my car? At one point, this guy asked me if he can call me Rach. You've known me for five minutes. No, man, you cannot call me Rach. I reserve Rach privileges for men who make it past date five. Sorry, like you've barely made it past minute five. Get this. He tells me he doesn't know where to park, that he just moved to the area a few months ago. Well, what the hell are you good for then? I mean, I thought the whole point is that you're jumping in my car trying to help me find a parking spot. You don't even know the area? Really? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Finally, we find a spot about a mile away from the bar. As I'm typing the location into my phone, my date says, don't worry, I'll remember the location for us. I laugh a little and mumble, I hope not, under my breath. We begin walking east on Atlantic Avenue. It's hot and humid. You know, typical Florida shit. I'm a native, so this is business as usual. I barely break a sweat. Heat is in my blood at this point. There are floods of people all over the avenue, and most are walking towards the beach like us. The scene reminds me of a massive college party. A college party I had experienced in Gainesville after our team won the basketball championship. Everyone was letting loose. Maybe a little too loose, actually. They were celebrating the end of the pandemic. 
People were tired of being cooped up in their homes the last six weeks. They wanted to be free. I wanted to be free. This was a celebration of freedom. Keep in mind this was May 2020. Yeah, that's right. May 2020, not 2021. It was May 2020. This is probably why people in other states hate us. Hey, what can I say? Hashtag Florida man. The catfish dives right in. Yes, pun intended on this one. He dives right into formal conversation. He tells me he is a science teacher at a local public school. Holy shit. This guy teaches children? Oh my God. How is that even possible? I wouldn't even trust this guy to teach my dog, let alone my child. That's probably the most chilling aspect of this whole date. I was on a date with Walter White. Except this is the catfish version, so let's call him Lisenberg. Or maybe he's just Bumblebee Tuna. Either works for me. It's 10 minutes into this date. He just keeps talking. I don't think he even came up for air. And I was looking for a kind way out of this date. This was the beginning of my dating experience, so I hadn't had enough experience to know how to handle this situation. Plus, it was the height of the pandemic. I couldn't pretend to get a call from a friend and then just run out to see them because no one, except Del Rey folks, were going out. It would have been obvious that I was making an excuse, and at the time, I didn't know how to cut the line. I was going to have to endure it. Then, to my fortune, we hit the bridge. Every fucking time that damn drawbridge goes up. Great. Now I'm stuck another 15 minutes with this guy. At this point, I'm doing the automatic head shaking and ahaing. He doesn't allow me to get a single word in. He's giving me a straight up chemistry lecture. Sorry, babe. There is no chemistry here. Compound not found. He doesn't even ask me about myself. Am I even here? Is this all just a daytime nightmare? Or maybe it was me and I just didn't want to talk to him. I think I was doing enough talking in my head. We are almost to the bar when I get in a few words. Hey, have you seen the Goonies? He responds, yes. And I applaud him. Literally. Apparently, most men I date have not seen the movie. It must be because of the age demographic I date. Then I say, oh, yeah, you were born in 1985, right? He says, yeah. Then I say, you are the oldest guy I have dated. My demographic is usually 26 to 29. Immediately, these two tall guys in front of us turn around and start laughing hysterically when I say that. And he tries to defend himself. I'm not that old. I'm only 35. Sorry, but this guy looked 45, not 35. Drugs age you dramatically. Don't do drugs, kids. We arrive at the sandbar, a popular restaurant overlooking the ocean in Delray Beach. This guy had made zero preparations. He had zero connections to get into the bar. Instead, 
we had to wait 30 to 45 minutes to get in. Great. He is discussing his class's bearded dragon lizard and how he loves reptiles and spiders. And uh, after that, I, I couldn't get the vision of lizards and spiders crawling all over me out of my mind. I'm looking for a guy to take me back to his house, not a terrarium. You know how owners of dogs tend to look like their dogs? Well, with his spiked hair and leathery skin, he very closely resembled his bearded dragon. He starts asking me questions and I am quickly answering them and uh, laughing uncomfortably. <laughs> I really need a drink right now, is all I keep repeating to him. We are seated in the middle of the outdoor bar. As soon as we are seated, I order a Miami Vice and my date, he orders a Diet Coke. I ask, Diet Coke? He replies, yeah, I don't drink. So why did you invite me to a bar? Oh, because I thought you would enjoy it. Okay, what's the story? In my experience, there is always a story. But he insists that there is no story. At the time, I was unaware that Del Rey was an epicenter for rehab facilities. I thought it was a haven for gorgeous young men in their career prime. A pattern I caught on to early. Every time I speak to a handsome guy on the dating apps in my demographic of 26 to 32, they always live in Del Rey. Always. Interestingly, the three sober men from Del Rey I have dated since reaffirms this. The more I think of that statement about Del Rey beach men, the more I reconsider it. Perhaps it was just the one gorgeous, intelligent man, the philosopher, him. Have you ever met someone and they change your entire life? You could know them for five minutes, and before you know it, the course of your life is forever altered. Then you blink, and they vanish, and you question whether they were ever there to begin with. <sighs> There's some deep shit right there. Who is the philosopher, you may ask? I have briefly mentioned him in the episode titled Tindergarten. All in due time will I reveal him to you. But not today. Not yet. There we sat, not talking. What I have left out here is the fact that I had been canvassing the bar tables around us since we had sat down. I needed to know where my exit would be. I did not drive all the way to Delray Beach to drink one poorly made Miami Vice, just to turn around and drive back home. No. I was hell-bent on making this the best day ever. COVID-19 quarantine restrictions had just been lifted, and Delray Beach was the only beach open in the South Florida area. Fort Lauderdale and Miami were still shut down for another week or so. I was so eager to finally escape to the beach. I looked around at all the other tables of eligible men. Over there are some hot men. Oh, wait, that girl just sat down. She looks like his girlfriend. Okay, over there. There's a table of four dudes. No women. 
Mm, they just looked at that waitress's ass. Okay, definitely not gay. Oh, but there's no chair available. Wait, behind us. Look, look at that dark haired, slim guy with the sexy aviator shades. He's with two other men. There are three chairs available. And it has been a while and no one else is coming to join their group. This is it. Here's my cue. So begins the end and the beginning. Can I be honest? Sure, of course. I take a deep breath. There's no connection here. We're not a match. It's a beautiful day. And if you want to go talk to other girls here, you're welcome to do so. Well, I usually give people more time than that. You don't feel it? And he stares at me blankly. You don't feel there is nothing here? I can always tell immediately. It's an instinct. Well, I came here with you. I'm not going to go talk to other girls. I'll probably just go home. That's up to you. You don't have to. I'm going to go ahead and pay for my own drink, though. Do I at least get to throw you in the ocean? Bewildered, I answered. No. Are there other guys here you want to talk to? He looked around at all the other tables. At this point, I'm anxiously wondering when the waitress will return with my credit card. Listen, it's a great day. We're by the ocean. I'm going to enjoy myself. I pay the bill. I grab my stuff. And I walk towards the table of three men directly behind us. I walk straight over to the most handsome man I had been eyeing for 15 minutes and ask, Do you mind if I sit here? He responds, Huh? I slowly remove my black Ray-Ban sunglasses to reveal my hazel eyes. I make direct eye contact and ask him seductively, Do you mind if I sit here? Flustered and taken aback, he stutters, Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I sat down at the table, and so began one of the most memorable days of my life. Sorry, <laughs> I was on the worst date. The guy catfished me. Oh, honey, we were watching it. Glad to have provided that bit of entertainment for the day. There you have it. Until next story, this is Rachel Ash signing off. Music